Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Things Nobody Tells You. I am your very qualified best friend, highly unqualified flight attendant, Lily. Welcome. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sorry it's coming late again. This last two weeks have been a little crazy, but never fear. We will always have an episode a week. Always have an episode a week. It's always happening. I want to just jump off straight into this and let you know that the title of this episode is the things nobody tells you about having a dead fiance. And it really it really is a real doozy. Let me tell you that. In case you haven't been following everyone, I do have a dead fiance. And in exactly a month from when I am recording this, it will be another anniversary of his passing. And when I tell you it hits different every year, and I don't know what to do with myself, and I don't know which way is up, and I start really floundering around. It, it, it is so, death is so weird, you guys. I don't understand it because they're not here anymore. But we have to like, we have to keep going and like doing things and usually doing things a whole new way because that person is dead. So it's just, it's, it's, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. And years later, I won't say how many years, but years later, it is just, it is still so difficult. I will tell you this. When I started dating again, like I want to say a year ago, I started dating again, maybe a bit over, no, a bit, a bit, two years ago. Um, I will say it was the hardest thing to figure out how to tell people. So if I was date, I just, I, I, I was, I'm an oversharer, right? So I would have to start lying. I will start by saying that when somebody, I'm just going to, I need to talk about this. I'm sorry. When somebody dies, no one tells you that like all the things that they used to help you do and do with you, what places you would go, literally become plagued, plagued with the fact that that person is no longer on this, no longer on this earth. And it is the most bizarre feeling. Like there's so many things, especially the holidays really get me. And I feel like that happens to a lot of people. I feel like it's, it's almost a bizarre statistic that a lot of people tend to pass in more sudden freak ways towards the end of like the year. I feel like people will get in more car accidents. I feel like, I don't know. I just, I know so many people who have lost people close to the holidays, around the holidays. I had that. My best friend had that. I just, I know so many people who have lost family members, loved ones, spouses around the end of the year, the start of the new year, that it, it really... I don't know what that's about, but like someone should study that because it really is wild. Anyway, when I started dating again, I will say I did, I, back to my point, I started lying because I remember the first time I told a guy the truth. It, you know, it's one thing to say like, yeah, like when I was younger, the guy I was with, he passed away. He had terminal cancer. We knew like that happened, right? When I was very young and blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. Sad story, but it happened years ago. Yeah, exactly. Well, to then jump into, right, but um, then I was engaged as an adult and, and, and uh, yeah, he, he also died. Um, and, and if you want to get, if you want to get picky, there, there was a guy I dated who did pass away, but not while I was dating him. And that was a little sticky too. 
if you want to get into it, yeah, there, there has been a couple of people, but te- I had, it, it is too much. It is definitely what you would call trauma dumping. And it is definitely what all the dating coaches tell you not to do. By the way, you guys, the thing you need to have this week, I'm going to tell you right now, the thing you need to have And if you don't know, I've started this segment where I, this is not sponsored. I have started doing the thing you need to have, the thing nobody told you you need. I don't drink soda. I just don't. I I think it's really bad for you with the, the, I just think it's really bad for you. I was raised to believe that. So I think that as an adult, however, I've been trying to get off of coffee and I will have like 17 cups. I will have like 17 lattes a day. I don't drink plain coffee. I'll have like 17 iced lattes a day. I'm that basic bitch. So I needed, I needed a beverage that like gave me a pick me up, but wasn't coffee, wasn't a $7 latte and wasn't, it needs to be cold. Um, and didn't break the bank and also wasn't bad for me. And so I found there's a couple of different ones, but I'm just going to tell you the one that I I'm into. It's called Olipop and it is so delicious. They have so many different flavors. My personal two favorites are the lemon lime. It's so I'm literally drinking it right now. Like, hold on. Let me do some ASMR for you. It's delicious. Do you hear that can? It's It's delicious. I use a straw. It just hits different. It just hits different. I'm telling you, it's the most delicious thing. It's super light. It doesn't quite have the, sh- the the intense sugary feeling of a soda, but it it doesn't like taste like a light sparkling water. Like you're not going to be repulsed by it. And and it's a prebiotic. So I'm really into it. I'm I'm really into it. It's delicious and I feel like it's not it's not bad for me. It's not it could be it obviously it's not amazing for me. It's not going to like cure cancer, but it is it is freaking delicious and it is not like drinking a soda. It's not going to give me a heart attack. So I'm really I'm really into it. You guys should check it out. Give it a try. Obviously read the ingredient label if you need to for health reasons, but delicious. I, there, there's so many good flavors. I'm into it. That's the thing you need this week. Moving on. When I went into dating, I, the first guy I told, he didn't take it well. Like I said, a dating coach would call it trauma dumping. Um, and I told him everything and he couldn't handle it. And he even told me, so he was like, you shouldn't tell men that. And I said, why? That's me being honest. You want me to lie to you? He goes, yeah. Lie to me lie to me and so I started lying to them and oh I don't know if I want to touch on this I feel like I'm exposing myself I like to really if something is happening in my life I like to wait a bit before I share it with you guys but I'll I'll, oh god oh here we go okay so I I can't do this let's say let's say we'll do a hypothetical let's say hypothetically I recently I've been speaking to a new a new human human being. And there is no news to tell, but I will say this. I did tell this individual the trauma dumping purely because they asked and I told them the truth. I told them the truth and they didn't bat an eye at it. It wasn't, it wasn't trauma dumping to them. It wasn't scary to them. It was, they, they thought it was a lot and 
it was, I thought it was a lot, but it didn't scare them off. And when I tell you the amount of people it scares off, it's like, I'm not doing anything to these people who are no longer around. What do you, like, that's nothing to do with me. It's just unfortunate series of events. Like, if I had an autobiography and I didn't have a copyright issue with it, that is what it would be called. So... Anyway, I'm just going to leave that there. It'll probably burn in flames by next week and he won't be speaking to me. But it won't be for that reason, you guys. It'll definitely be for another reason. Like, I don't know. He just messaged me as I'm saying this. (laughs) I definitely overshare on this podcast. Anyway, I... If it burns in flames, it won't be for that reason. And that's all I have to say about that. Another thing no one tells you about when somebody is dead is that like two weeks after it's the happened everyone's gonna forget like everyone (laughs) it's not mean like it's not intentionally mean or rude but everyone likes to pretend like it didn't happen because acknowledging it consistently is too difficult for them even though it has nothing to do with them it's just too difficult so it is actually rather weird to watch the people around you when you're suffering a loss because I've and if they're technically not like it was just your loss like just a person you knew it it is interesting to observe the people around you and I will say you would think you would think that people who had lost someone already in their lives like let's say you have friends who have lost a parent or a sibling or a friend or a spouse you would actually think that they would be the most sympathetic empathetic to your situation and and know how to handle it no like I I had a very good friend who completely peaced out I'm still good friends with now but back then you know it created a rift in our friendship because they just even though they had suffered a loss in their life decided to make uh the passing of this individual a reason to hold something against me like I didn't turn up enough as a friend or they didn't know enough about my my life or like they just did, felt like they weren't in it as much they felt like they weren't receiving the information first is honestly what it was and um, that created a major problem so all I have to say is if you are the friend or relative to someone who has lost someone you don't have to say anything you just have to keep showing up And this is a really, I feel like I'm now giving tips for people who have lost people. I feel like that's where this is headed. And so I am, and so I am going to give you a really good tip, which I have thought about this a lot. If you have a friend, relative, whatever, someone in your community, whatever it is that you want to help out because they've lost somebody very close to them and you can just, you know, this is going to be a doozy for them. You just know. This is my tip. Do not send a bunch of casseroles around to their house. Do not bombard them consistently. Check on them. They, If they don't want to speak, they won't answer the call. If they don't want to respond to the text, they won't. But they will read your text. They will see your missed call. They will listen to your voicemail. And they will respond when they're ready. Obviously, if you're concerned for their welfare, that's a different situation. Turn up in person. Turn up in person, check their life. 100%. If that's your relationship with them, 100%. I had someone do that for me. It was very much needed because I was lying on the floor very upset. Um, send them, especially if they have kids and they've lost someone, send them gift cards, like electronically. Send them 
Uber Eats gift cards. Send them Postmates gift cards. Send them um, Venmo the money and just be like, this is to order some pizza for dinner. Do not order the pizza for them unless they ask you to. Because the worst thing that can happen when you're grieving a loss is have to deal with more things. And when I tell you I've been in that situation so many times, it's just like, I need every, I know everyone's intentions are so good, but can everyone just, can everyone just stop? Like, can everyone just stop? Um, and it, it isn't that I don't want your help. It's just that too many people are trying to do the exact same thing and it's overwhelming me and I already have to deal with all these other emotions and I can't compute and I'm malfunctioning because of it and I'm going to snap. That's literally what happens. And I just feel like the easy solution is don't bombard people. My God, I can't speak. Don't bombard people. Just communicate and be consistent and don't think just because two weeks have gone and they haven't responded to your text means anything. It just means they're not okay. But you continuously checking in, that means something. They know that. They're going to remember that. They're not going to forget that. So here's my, here's my advice. Send them like an Uber Eats gift card. You can like literally, literally text it to them. Like they can receive it. Send them Apple cash, send them Venmo them some money and like put like order dinner get your nails done to do like something. And if you don't have the financial means to do that, then simply do what you can, but do not bombard them. Do not bombard them. Maybe you organize a little donation pool so you can do that amongst friends and family. Maybe that's what you do, but don't bombard them. Don't send a bunch of casseroles. Don't send a shit ton of flowers. Just check on them, remain consistent and don't disappear after two weeks because that's that's the most painful part when you feel like everyone in your life has forgotten the person who's dead after two weeks. That is the most painful part. And that's literally how it feels. It, it is. It feels like the world keeps moving. My world is stopped and it doesn't matter to anyone else what has happened and that this person isn't here anymore. And it is the most crippling, lonely feeling you can have. And I say that especially if someone has kids and are going through a lot. That is the hardest thing. So please heed my advice. I promise you it does come from actual experience. And if you have that situation going on right now, that would be like my suggestion. The other thing is if you really can't afford anything financial, send a beautiful card. Just like put a card in the mail. Um, consistently call, check in on them, make sure they're okay. Make sure that, you know, they have everything they could possibly need. Maybe you just Instacart them groceries. You just make sure that they have groceries and snacks in the house. So you're not overwhelming someone, but like they have what they need. They have what they need. They're going to be okay and they feel taken care of, but not overwhelmed. It's a very fine line, but trust me, you can feel it out. Actually, that's a lie. Some, some people can't. Some people can't. But... I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely could. I feel like everyone who listens to this podcast has really good gut intuition. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about my dead fiance today. I just very much in my feelings about it because it's just every year it hits a bit different. And I feel like it's stuff we don't talk about enough. And while we talk about, yeah, it's, you know, grieving and you got to let yourself grieve. We don't really talk about like the nitty gritty disturbing reality of like the aftermath. And while someone's death isn't about you, the aftermath of you being left in your grief is about you and that we can talk about and that we can make about ourselves and that we can try and figure out how to navigate together because that's that's a bunch of bullshit right there and we don't talk about that one enough so anyway 
I will say, while this month has a terrible anniversary coming up, you know what's going to get me through it? Taylor Swift's 1989 Taylor's version re-release. I am so excited, you guys. You know I'm a Swifty. You know, I went to the movie. I went to the movie and I'm going to try and go again because it's like weirdly showing in like select theaters. And if after it was like not meant to be, I thought it wasn't was like meant to be in one weekend. I found it at a random movie theater. I'm going to go again. It is the if you haven't gone, I don't care if you're a Swifty or not. You ha- Oops, I hit the microphone. You have to go, you guys. It's the most incredible experience like the most amazing experience it she is an athlete speaking of athletes you guys last night I did something super bizarre I went to a Clippers game a friend had seats they weren't going they gave them to me I went I had the best freaking time in my life never seen a basketball game in my life never I don't even I couldn't even tell you I was calling them goals like did they shoot a goal that's wrong by the way I don't know what it is called but they don't shoot goals It was hands down the best thing ever. I had the best freaking time, you guys. It was incredible. So anyway, I go to the Clippers game and I am very close to the court. Like I got very lucky and very fortunate. And I got so close to the court with my seats and I could see everything. And I was just, I I didn't expect to like it. I expected to be very bored. I'm not a sports girly. I've only just gotten into football, obviously, because mom is dating Travis Kelsey and I have to be supportive of her new boyfriend until told otherwise. I am just obsessed. Like, I'm not obsessed with basketball, but I am obsessed with watching basketball like at the, do you call it an arena? Like I've seen basketball before. I've been to my friends, kids, basketball games. Like I've done all that jazz. I have never ever been to an NBA game or like that equivalent in any other country ever and it is like watching a concert like it's like going to a concert I was screaming I was yelling also I guess it's I I learned this afterwards it's preseason. I don't know what that means but it's preseason, which means it's not important apparently I don't agree with that I think every game is important why are you saying it's not important? it's like saying no, like it's, I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me, but they're like, it's not important. It's preseason. I'm like, huh? Is that why they were moving so slowly? I just felt like they could have moved faster for such tall people. I don't know. And then I really got invested. Like yeah, I got so invested. And then I could see some of the wives and girlfriends of the players and watching them was so much fun. And then the people who were sitting courtside, like looking for celebrities, I was didn't couldn't couldn't figure out if anything any of them were celebrities but I guess that had something to do with the fact that it was again preseason not that many like I guess important people were sitting courtside I think they were just hiding I don't know but it was wild I had the time of my life I came home I sat on the the phone for an hour with my my friend and I was just telling them all about I was like I am an NBA person now I am going to have a team I'm going to games and they're like how are you going to all these games I'm like I don't know but I'm telling you it was the best thing ever I don't know if any of you have ever seen a basketball game like an NBA one but if you have the opportunity to go I'm telling you it's wild like I got so invested couldn't understand a thing that was happening but I just 
it was a real cool experience. And I feel like now that I'm into football and now I can like enjoy a basketball game, I am, I'm going to be a sports girly. Like I'm going to like get invested. I will tell you, I'm not interested in watching it on TV though. Like I'm, I love the experience. I love yelling. I love screaming. I love the booing. You get to boo. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Boo. And I was booing for the wrong people at one point and everyone was staring at me and it was just, I was do, I was doing the Lord's work. Like I was just out there living life to the fullest and making some questionable choices. But it, you know, it was awesome. If you have the opportunity to go ever go, I'd never been. I probably will never have the opportunity to go again, but it was, it was the experience of a lifetime. I'm so, I'm so grateful. I will say the Chiefs games, obviously I have to keep watching, right? For Taylor. So those while we'll watch on the TV, I am kind of interested in going to see like, like a football game in person. I wonder what that's like compared to a basketball game since I loved the basketball game live so much. I don't know. I'll let you know. I was also like obviously scouting for a husband because why not? There's just like so many men at basketball games. I was just like scoping everyone out. Most of them were married. I was like, this is just like a married man's sport. There weren't many single guys at the basketball game. Again, does this have anything to do with preseason? I don't know because I don't know what that means. But it is cuffing season as far as dating goes. We need someone for the holidays. All right. I want someone to frolic with and or to pay for my lattes in New York City when I go there to look at the treat. Like, what is so difficult about this? Anyway, the Chiefs games I will be tuning into and I will continue to let you know my thoughts on mom and her new boyfriend. But so far, so good. Everyone is really into Tay and Travis. So I'm here for it. I'm excited to see what happens when she starts her international like leg of the tour, which is happening very soon. And I'm just... I, I'm excited to see what happens. Like if, 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 it, if it's serious, then he's going to turn up. And that's when we know we have to like start planning her wedding. That's when we know this is serious. Anyway, I think men who are into sports, I think I misunderstood them. It depends what they behave like, but I think I misunderstood them. Like men in general, which is making me question a few of the men I have written off for liking sports, like when I've dated, I wrote a few of them off. I was like, no, you like like sports too much. I maybe shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that because now I'm starting to like it. I don't know. I don't know. Depends why you like it and how you behave. It really does depend on how you behave. I mean, I was also cheering for the other team. I was like very conflicted because the other team was called the Nuggets. And I thought that was just adorable. I, I thought that was amazing. Like little chicken nuggets. It was so cute. I do believe I'm very patronizing, though, with sports, which I it would take a very confident, amused man to deal with. Any man who takes sports too seriously would not get along with me because, I, one, I think my allegiance would be questionable. And two, I, you know, you're called the Nuggets. Like, while you're a really good team, I know they're, like, very impressive or whatever. I'm always going to call them the little Nuggets. So that's, that's being that sad, all right? It is like a Taylor Swift concert, though, if you go to a live, like, sports game. So I think it's very interesting that she's dating a football player. I think she's finally met her match. I think she's finally met someone who she can understand, who understands her. Because I'm telling you, it is like a live concert. It's wild. Anyway, I figured that out last night. I just thought I had to tell you. I had, I had to tell you. I always like to give you guys a little bit of an update if any of the exes have reached out. <laughs> I want to tell you a story so badly about something that did happen this week, but I can't (laughs) because I'm pretty nervous about 
it and I'm trying to get them to leave me alone. So I'll give you that update maybe next week once it's all died out a little bit. But I do have an update for you guys on an absolute hot mess of a situation. But so that being said, I do want to get into the buckle up hotline. Now we have to talk because you guys have been amazing recording the podcast, recording the po- I record it, you download it. You guys have been amazing for downloading it and listening and tuning in. And thank you so much for all your messages. I read all of them. I'm sorry if I didn't respond to you. I swear I will get to it. Like I've made it my life's mission to respond to everyone. I need you guys to call into the hotline. I want to be able to play the voicemails so everyone can hear the absolute insanity of your lives. Please stop sending me emails and start calling in. I mean, I guess if you have to send an email, it's fine. I understand. But set call into the hotline. The number is 626-885-4940. I will not use your name. I'll keep it anonymous. Don't worry. Like no one is going to know it's you. 626-885-4940. Call in, leave the thing you want me to buckle up about. Tell me what's going on. I need to know. I need to know what's going on with you. Please, please call, call in, call in because you keep emailing. Speaking of which, let's get into this week's buckle up because it is actually unstable. Here we go. Hi, Lily. I have no clue what the F I'm doing, so hopefully you can help me out. My bestie is about to marry a man who I dated. Ooh, this isn't going to go well. This is actually the first time I'm reading this. Jan sent it to me, my producer, and I'm, ooh, dear, okay. She lives in London and moved away after college, but we stayed besties. However, I should preface, we are best friends, but we aren't incredibly close as we used to be because of the distance. She just got engaged and I never met the guy. I just met him over a FaceTime call yesterday and turn of events, I dated him a few years ago. Oh my God. This sounds like something that would happen. That would happen to me. He is a guy from the same city we are all from, and they met abroad. He didn't say anything on the call, so neither did I. I messaged him after, and he hasn't responded, but the asshole has read receipts on, and I can see that he's read it. I know I need to tell my best friend, but what the F do I do? (laughs) First of all, I completely understand this, because when your best friend moves away, and you've known each other such a long time. They're, they're still your best friend, but you don't know everything happening. So I, I totally understand. I understand exactly what you're trying to convey in this. Um, this is not good. I mean, honestly, it probably doesn't matter in the, in the grand scheme of things that you guys dated. I would say if you guys were like serious, serious, she would know that you dated like she would have known and would have recognized him. So I'm guessing that's not the situation. I'm guessing you guys just dated very casually and it just like didn't work out. Otherwise you might've, you probably would have said that, right? Here's, here's what I will tell you. If this was me, I would immediately call or text my friend and be like, Hey, we need to do a, a call in the next 24 hours. I have something I really need to talk to you about. And if you can just make sure you're alone when, when I call or when we set up a call, that'd be amazing. It's really important because you want her to know it's important 
to her that you tell her the truth. Not you want her to know it's important because she's dating a guy that you used to date. You need, you want to emphasize, hey, I need to be truthful with you about this because I was just so blindsided. I wanted to tell you. I just know how. You need to like focus that, like make sure your intention with it is very clear because otherwise, you know, she's engaged. That's, that's always a tricky time. I should know. Um, <laughs> it's always a tricky time. It's a lot of moving parts, a lot of emotions. It's a very emotional thing to get engaged. So cut her, cut her, a, cut her a bit of slack. Okay, just bear with her on her reaction. She might need a minute, and just simply get on the phone. Do not put this in a text message. Whatever you do, don't put it in a voice note. Don't put it in a text message. Just send a message where you're like, it's important. I need to call you. So even if she puts off the phone call and can't do it, you have expressed, hey, I need to talk to you and it's important. So she can't ever get mad at you if you don't talk for four days because she can't because you're like, "Eh, it's important. I need to speak to you." you. You told her that. I would a thousand percent get on the phone and say, look, and I would fa- I would make sure it's a FaceTime video call, however you want to do it. I would make sure you could see her face so she can see your face. That would be my number one thing. And I would be like, look, girl, I, this is going to sound crazy. Um, but, you know, let's call him Steve. Steve and I used to date. <laughs> and when I saw him on the FaceTime call the other night, when you introduced me to him, I couldn't believe my eyes. But yeah, I just wanted to let you know. So it's not weird. Um, we used to date. And I'm sorry. I would just, you know, say to say to her, get her on the phone, get her on that FaceTime call and be like, look, girl, this is going to sound so weird, but I just want to make sure you know that I'm being truthful and honest with you. And I wanted, I wanted to have this conversation, obviously, immediately after I found out. But the other night when we were on the FaceTime call and you introduced me to Steve, I just want you to know I have dated Steve. Steve has dated me. I don't know why he didn't say anything and then I would just I'll be like just so you know like I did message him being like hey I'm just gonna let you know I don't know what you messaged him though that's the problem I don't know what you messaged him I hope it wasn't anything weird I hope we didn't get it I'm sure you didn't but let's say it was just like hey are you planning on telling our, our girl here that we dated then I would just be like, hey, babe, just like, just so you know, I messaged him and he read it and didn't respond. And I, you know, mentioned to him that I was going to tell you. I'm actually, I'm guessing that's what you did. You probably messaged him being like, I'm going to tell her just so you know. And you completely lied and didn't say we knew each other, which I understand in the initial shock. You know, you never know. But I would just straight up tell her, babe. I dated him. I want you to know that. It's not weird for me, obviously, but you should know the truth. You should know the truth. You should be aware of it. And also I messaged him. He never responded. Maybe you want to approach it with him. And if you don't meet your wedding, if you feel weird about it, whatever it is, I'm on your side. I support you 100%. I just want you to be happy. Like you need to emphasize that you're there for her. You support her. There is nothing weird for you, but you need the honesty to exist. And give her all the information so she, she blah, 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 blah. give her all the information so she can handle it on her end with this guy and make sure that he isn't some shady, some shady guy who would bury this. If he would bury this, that would be big red flag, massive red flag, huge, huge, huge. So I would just give her the information, be super supportive, give her any space she needs and just be consistent with your communication afterwards to make sure she isn't feeling a certain way and just, you know, letting her know, like, I'm here for you, like, 
I hope it isn't difficult. I love you so much. And I just, I want you to know I'm here. That is what I would do. A thousand percent, that is what I would do. And if it ruins your friendship, then it ruins your friendship. And that's on her because all you're doing is being honest. But that won't happen. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. (sighs) Let me know how it goes. All of you have a terrible habit of telling me these crazy life stories and then not updating me on what is going on and what happens afterwards. You need to tell me, you guys. Anyway, I think that's where we'll leave it for this week. A shorter episode, but I feel like we needed just a a nugget, a nugget of a moment together. I love you all. Don't do anything I want to do, and that gives you quite a bit of wiggle room. Gives you quite a bit of wiggle room. Okay, I love you all. Have a wonderful week.